When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three. Welcome to the official Wildcat Podcast, presented by Briggs Auto Group and Kansas Land Tire. Now, with almost 50 combined years on the K-State Sports Network, here are your hosts, Wyatt Thompson and Stan Weber. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Weekly Podcast, presented each week by BriggsAuto.com and by Kansas Land Tire. I'm voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, joined by longtime partner and color analyst Stan Weber, and lots to cover in a fairly short time today. We'll talk about the first-place Kansas State men's basketball team and also the 2019 National Signing Day for football for Chris Kleiman and his new staff. Well, as we speak, heading into the Saturday ball game in Waco at the Farrell Center against the Baylor Bears, based on midweek results, the Wildcats are in first place in the Big 12 at 7-2. and two. Baylor right behind at 6-3 and three after K-State beat Kansas on Tuesday night, 74-67. The following night, Baylor had a six-game winning streak snapped, 84-72 at Texas. I think some probably thought that maybe Baylor could win at UT Stan, but it didn't work out that way. And now K-State's sitting right at the top of the standings, and that's an awfully good feeling, especially when you consider it comes on the heels of beating your state rival in the Jayhawks. Yeah, you start with being able to protect your home court, such an important part of having a chance of winning a Big 12 championship in basketball. Part of the formula is be great at home and then get some work done out on the road. And K-State was able to do that for the first time in four seasons by beating Kansas. Uh, it's always a tough game. And the 13th-ranked Jayhawks came in, led at the half, and K-State found a way to win. Uh, Baylor went and found out how good Texas can be. Kansas has lost there. K-State lost at home against Texas. They're a little bit of an up-and-down team, but they have height. 
on the inside. They have some athleticism, and they were able to control the game against Baylor this week during the midweek. So K-State is sitting there in first place at the halfway point. A nice chance to look at the standings, Wyatt, because there's a lot of basketball to play, but still halfway, nice chance to take a look. And K-State at 7-2 and two is in first place. Just a thought or two about the win against Kansas. I think you really have to give Kansas some credit for stifling K-State offensively in that first half. And especially for about a seven to seven and a half minute stretch, K-State really struggled on the offensive side, went scoreless over that stretch. But I thought there were two keys to the to the entire ball game. One was the final couple of minutes when K-State found a way, as bad as it was, to get back to within three. And then the second key would be that 13 to five start to the second half. They just turned the game in their favor, in my mind. Yeah, you, start, you talk about that start in the second half because K-State was down and they needed a second at the tone and Dean Wade and Barry Brown the two leading scorers for K-State that you'd expect to come through really hadn't scored a lot of points at the half and they came out Wyatt and set the tone especially Dean Wade making some shots in the middle of the lane then passing the ball around so those two guys really heated up in the second half and that run you talked about was the key to get K-State back in front and then they led the rest of the way Barry Brown ends up with 18 points Dean Wade 12 when they had almost nothing at the half. But it's interesting when you talked about those plays at the end to finally make some winning plays at the end. How about Mike McGurl making a key layup? Uh, Cartier Jada making a key three-pointer. And then a later steal and windmill slam and Xavier Sneed making a key three-pointer. It's interesting that it wasn't any of those three seniors that you're counting on and do so much for K-State that made those winning plays down the stretch. So it's nice to have them. Uh, involved and have success against Kansas because you know what? They're going to be back next year playing against the Jayhawks as well. And to see the contributors, in addition to the three seniors, be such an important part of the game is also exciting. I remember Bruce Weber in the pregame discussion that he had with you, why he said it may be the other guys, uh, not the, the stars that you think about that may be the difference in this game. And there's an example of it right there. Yeah, that's really well said. And they beat a, a Kansas team, certainly not maybe to the level that they normally are, and yet you have such respect for what they have done. Um, still a top 15, top 20 type program with with uh, some issues. They lost their big fellow, Azabuki, and they're, they're still going to be heard from, I think, as we go through this league race. I mentioned a moment ago, though, that Baylor had really been a surprise team winning six straight they did lose at Texas, in part, I think, because Makai Mason was a little bit hobbled with a foot injury. He played just 23 minutes. Let me get your thoughts on this kid. He's a grad transfer and, and really has been, fr from my perspective at least, and I think the coaches at K-State would agree with me on this, he's kind of been the heart and soul of their team this year, and that's hard to do coming in there like that as a grad transfer. It is, and he has been so effective. More than half of his shots come from deep. You know, he's a three-point shooting specialist, but he's been consistent enough throughout this uh, season, Wyatt, to average 16.1 points a game and be their leading scorer, have the most three-point makes, uh, be a very, very good free-throw shooter, and just a solid player. And that's in the face of the guy that they thought would be their best player, Tristan Clark, uh, only playing 14 games before being injured. So, uh, Baylor has been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride. They were not a dominant team in the non-conference, and they weren't thought of a team that was going to be pressuring the conference championship. And then they had a devastating injury to their best player, and all they've done since that is hit their stride and start playing better basketball. 
I'm sure they're disappointed with the loss to Texas. But like you said, they were on a winning streak that was pretty substantial all after Tristan Clark got injured. Uh, so you really do got to give Makai Mason a lot of credit. And him being slowed a little bit and not so much a factor, only scoring five points against Texas, is one of the reasons why the Longhorns had success in that game in Austin this week. It's really an interesting thing when you look at this Baylor team. Rarely do you lose your best player, and yet the rest of your team takes a step forward. But it's interesting that these two teams are playing on Saturday, and we're talking about that because Baylor has had that happen with Tristan Clark. We saw it in the postseason last year with K-State, for the most part, minus Dean Wade. It's not supposed to happen like that. How much of that do you credit to just the kids kind of rounding everybody together and hanging in there? How much of that would be coaching? What, what do you think? That's, that's an interesting subject to me. Well, you know, that's a great question, and I don't think you have any chance of it working without great coaching. Yeah. Okay, so it just you, you wipe out your opportunity if the coach can't respond well and talk about what the team needs to do. And really, the coach has to do something very important, redefine what the roles are. Everyone knows what they're trying to do when Dean Wade's on the court, but when Dean Wade was not available last year and K-State was going into the NCAA tournament, who had to step up? What did they need to do? What were their responsibilities? How did they revise things? Who covers whom and all those kind of things? I do think there's a little bit of an adrenaline shot that helps. You just you, you forget about a lot of things, about being pretty or living up to your expectations. You just start doing your job. And everybody's better. You know, Bill Snyder talks about it forever. Everyone's better if they just focus on what they're supposed to do. So I think that helps. And there's a little bit, I think, Wyatt, of the modern-age kid who seems to be able to get along and fall in and do what they're needed to do. And if they're called and asked to do more, it's in there. I think back in the, let's call it old days, I think there was a little more tension on teams. Like if you were the starting point guard and I was the backup point guard, I was trying to do everything to beat you out, Wyatt. And there was a a competition. And sure, we hoped our team would win. But you know what? I wasn't too happy about being your backup and maybe I showed it in the locker room or training table or wherever because we're in competition I think nowadays these guys uh, just have a different attitude they're used to playing against with star players you know with the AAU programs and stuff you're used to being around very good players and suddenly you find your role you feel comfortable with it and I think some of these athletes have more that they can show and when they're needed they can step it on up I'm not criticizing them. I'm just talking about a difference in style. I think it's good that the players get along, but I think some of them just fall in line. And if Dean Wade's around, they're not going to try to go get the ball and lead the team. But when they say Dean Wade's not around, or or if you say Tristan Clark is not around, then the others will say, hey, you better step up. And they seem to have the capability of doing it. So I just think it's all those factors, but it definitely starts with coaching. You've got to gotta keep the troops going in the right direction and not being depressed because around the uh, social media side, and your fans, they throw their arms up like, uh-oh, we are in big trouble. There's nothing good going to happen now that we lost our best players. So, you know, you don't get a lot of great reinforcement outside until you prove it on the court. The Wildcats and the Baylor Bears on Saturday in Waco, Texas. We'll have it for you on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College starting at 4 o'clock with the pregame show. You can see the action on ESPN2 national television. We remind you that you're listening to the Wildcat Weekly Podcast presented by BriggsAuto.com and by Kansas Land Tire. BriggsAuto.com, where they never match prices, they always beat them. BriggsAuto.com, longtime partner of K-State Athletics. 
And by Kansas Land Tire, from the freeway to the field and everywhere in between, Wildcat fans trust the friendly folks at Kansas Land Tire and Service for all their tire and auto service needs. Visit thetirestore.com for the Kansas Land Tire near you. Well, Wednesday of this week was National Signing Day Part 2. Well, we, of course, saw K-State get commitments in December from 16. They added seven more on Wednesday. And, Stan, I thought it was really interesting listening to Coach Kleiman in his press conference Wednesday afternoon. He talked about basically three things at, 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 from, from my perspective. One, adding speed to this group, and then depth at running back, and depth at defensive tackle. K-State, if you analyze it, they've got some guys back at defensive tackle who have been through the wars, but they're frontline guys. We're talking about depth here with younger guys, and I think they got a good one really late in Matthew Polamau out of Chandler, Arizona, thanks to new coach Mike Tuiasasopo. That was a good get, in my mind. What do you think? Yes, and uh, it just showed you a little bit of the makeup of the roster because everyone would be focused on the running back and knowing – K-State is short on running back with Alex Barnes saying he's going to go pro uh, with a year of eligibility left. But what you also heard, so, so it made sense that he's going to attack that position, right? But the other thing that was interesting is the building of your program and using your 85 scholarships. You also got to think ahead where a position like defensive tackle where you have guys that can make plays in the Big 12 and are returning, but they're not going to be there forever. You know, that's a veteran group, and they're going to cycle out, and these guys are going to be ready to fill the void. So you are not just recruiting for next year. You're recruiting for four to five years, and that's where it's so important to get those guys. So I thought it was very interesting to get the broad spectrum from Coach Kleiman about uh, addressing current needs, speed, and running back, and also addressing the program's long-term needs uh, at the defensive tackle position. And they did it uh, scrambling around. You know, this is their first year. They didn't get to meet these guys on junior day unless they happened to be at North Dakota State by accident, something like that. And I thought Coach Kleiman and his staff being put together did a great job of getting out and covering a, a wide swath of land. You know, they just didn't cover a, a few miles. They have guys from many different states that they've added to this recruiting class. But yeah, I think sir. Coach Schneider's brilliant, uh, Wyatt. You know, he, he always says, we can hype up uh, things on recruiting day. It's fun. Why wouldn't you be excited? You want to learn about these guys. But we really need to check back in uh, in two or three years to see which guys developed and how good they really are and who will be the surprises, who will be counted on. I can't wait to watch these guys uh, grow up right before our eyes, many of them only 17, 18 years old, and you know they're boys when they come in. And it doesn't take long with the access we have to see them turn into men and – just uh, you know, change completely in their personal life, their their college uh, and and academic life, but also right there on the football field. It really is an interesting thing when you see a new staff assembled like this. They barely get their feet on the ground in Manhattan, and then basically are gone for three weeks and trying to sell young people out there on what's great about K State. To me, that sounds really hard, and yet it was somewhat seamless for those guys did they get everybody they wanted certainly not but to make those type of inroads that quickly i i was impressed by that you've been through all of this you've seen it before what were your thoughts on that yeah it's amazing uh there's so much coordination Uh, i think the best way to add to what you said because you said it well why it is just to put it in perspective that 
when I saw, uh, I think I, there were two or three assistant coaches in the room and I was walked in and started talking to them and mentioned something about real estate that I know a little bit about. And they're like, yeah, that's what we were just talking about before you got here <laughs> because, uh, we got homes to sell and we got homes to buy and real estate's a big subject for us. Well, it just shows you that, you know, they came from all over the place, uh, you know, many from North Dakota state, but they're new to Manhattan and in their personal lives, they and their wives have got to figure a lot out and they've been working on recruiting, getting to know each other and things like that. Finally, that we sign everybody. Now they can turn to that other aspect. Like, we need to find a house to buy and find the right real estate agent. And we need to sell our house back home. And it was kind of funny here. It, I just put it in great perspective of what you said of how much work they've done, where their focus has been. It's been on getting K-State recruits here, getting to know each other uh, as a staff. That's been their whole focus. And now it's back to a little personal business that recruiting signing has finally ended. Hard to believe that spring football practice will be starting as quick as next month, but that is certainly the case. And we congratulate Coach Kleiman and uh, his new staff for putting together a pretty decent uh, class number one for 2019. We again remind you, after beating Kansas on Wednesday night, the Cats will play in Waco, Texas, Saturday at 5 o'clock against the Baylor Bears. K-State in first place at 7-2. and two. Our coverage begins at 4 o'clock. And that's going to wrap up the Wildcat Weekly Podcast for this week, presented by BriggsAuto.com and by Kansas Land Tire. For Stan Weber, I'm Wyatt Thompson. Thanks so much for listening, and go Cats! This has been the official Wildcat Podcast, presented by Briggs Auto Group and Kansas Land Tire. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation.